Welcome to the Concept 101 podcast. My name is Daniel. Jules. Stefan. We are three concept artists currently working in the film and games industry, as well as the organizers of the Concept 101 event in London. Today we have a very special, long-awaited episode and much-feared episode, which we, we've wanted to record and we've spoken about recording it for a long time, but ultimately have always been too tired to do and emotionally distraught. Um, so today we're talking about AI. <laughs> Not that we feel better. <laughs> we are so excited. It is time. It is time. Um, yeah, we've been considering talking about this for a very long time. Obviously, it's a very relevant issue in the industry. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people kind of want opinions on in a way from different sections of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to run through a bunch of like pro AI arguments that we've heard and kind of respond to them. We're going to talk about a few like little case studies of like things that we've mm-hmm. seen uh, in the past, which are kind of relevant to this discussion. And we're also going to have a bit more of a loose chat afterwards about yeah. how we've seen it used in the industry and all that other good stuff. Exactly, because a few of us has been, have been working in industry through um, different sectors, which is film, TV, video games. Yep. Uh, and we've seen AI in some ways and we haven't seen AI in other ways. So it's an interesting way we can talk about it i like the idea of um not seeing it in some way yeah yeah Ah, yeah. that's that would be a really good you can be like well i didn't see it in the park (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see it at lunch yeah um so anyway yeah we're going to start off with some arguments i think one of the most common arguments you know that all of us have heard is this constant comparison between like previous kind of like tech jumps Mm. so one of the really common ones and i'll just start a few here is the comparison to photography in like the 1800s essentially where photography came around and people were saying like well this will replace painting forever and then it didn't um and then the comparison in our specific industry with 3d and photobash when that came around about what like photobash was like about 20 years ago Mm. 3d was about kind of like 10 years ago yeah um and really it only gained popularity i would say within the last five to six years in a really big sense um so yeah guys like do you have any kind of like initial feelings about these arguments? For me, I think they're pretty null and void, to be honest. But yeah, I think it's it's a interesting view, but it's also very unrelated because um, AI is not the particular jump. Like it's not, you know, it's creating the artwork for you essentially, and the other tools that were introduced. Uh, like Photobash or 3D is something that helps you, that you need to learn then to use it in your process. Um, I guess you like AI has a far greater capacity to be a replacement than a tool. Definitely. And, and, yeah. it, and it, it takes out a lot more skills than it adds into the conversation. Yeah, I think there's a very big uh, differentiation to be made between a tool and the process, right? Yeah. Uh, a tool can be added to a process. Right, mm-hmm. uh, the process can be fully replaced if you want, yeah. but then you have to change the whole process. And I think to me, the AI is a different process to it, yeah. which we'll talk about it later. I guess has a lot of limitations. Yeah. And so the way why photo bashing or pretty have became quite successful yeah. and are being used today in by artists is yeah. because it's a tool. And so it's really, it's not easy to, to learn because I guess that a lot of people were scared at the time to having to learn it or to be replaced. Yeah. But with the time, it's got easy to imply the tool in our workflows to continue making the same kind of arts yeah. uh, efficiently. I think it's very important to remember as well that um, 
you know, for example, with photography, which is, I feel like, the first comparison people jump to outside of concept art, right, when they're talking about art replacement generally via AI, is that photography actually did replace a lot of artists. Yep. I mean, it removed portrait photography, uh, like portrait painting. That became uh, far less common. And there, you know, landscape painting became far less common. And on on the one hand, that helped kind of revolutionize art, right? It led towards the creation of modern art and forced artists to think about new things. But by the same token, like this idea that art never went away, well, it, it did actually in a very serious capacity. It did really limit mm. the amount of paintings that were being made. So the idea that this is like some harmless thing that, you know, oh, well, I mean, painting survived. It's like it did, but in a reduced capacity, yep. as I think is now the worry for us that concept art will survive, but potentially in a reduced capacity. Yep. And to, to link that to what I was saying before about the tool and the process, I think photography is actually a process. It's a new process, not a new tool for a painter, right? It's a new process to get to a final image. Yeah. Uh, so what you explained just now before was the, the fallout of a new process. Maybe yeah. it makes that the previous process is being used a bit less or being used in different ways. But that doesn't mean one process is going to be destroyed. It means that there are two processes coexisting for different purposes. Uh, if, I want to take a, if I want to take a selfie now, I'm not going to draw myself. That's <laughs> insanely ineffective. I'm going to take my phone and take a picture, right? And I assume in the future there will be now three process or more of way to create art. And AI will have to be included in there. However given the way we use it and given the way it's needed in our industry, I don't think it's the right process. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, for me, it doesn't matter how efficient it is. Like, um, you know, there's this, there's this just to like jump ahead a little bit here, but there's this very uh, like common argument that, you know, we all exist within this linear structure of time where the inevitable wheel of progress crunches forward and we're all crushed underfoot as science and technology pushes us away. But... Science and technology um, are extremely malleable to human society. And we are ultimately, you know, whether it's on like a very, very large scale through the trillions of micro decisions that people make every day, we are kind of in empowered to choose how these tools get used. For example, if like AI starts to get used more heavily in movies, consumers are in the position of power to say, well, actually, I'm not going to watch a movie that's made mm -hmm. by them, right? And that would in, like force companies to use it less. I in the same way, like in art teams, we are empowered to an extent to say to our bosses and our art directors, all the clients, all the clients, hey, we're not going to use that depending on the position that you're in. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that really does go a long way. And it's worth, you know, remembering that like, yeah, actually you have as an individual, especially if you group up with other people, as we saw with like the no AI thing on ArtStation or the like amazing legal battle that Carlo Ortiz mm -hmm. um, is helming with the Concept Art Association, like there are groups of people who are actively doing stuff to push this technology in the correct direction rather than allowing it to become this all-encompassing replacement for what we do. I certainly, I had a, it was interesting, I uh, had a conversation with a friend that I met with, I haven't seen him for a while, and he just finished his architecture degree, mm -hmm. um, and we just sat down, this friend in Slovakia, I was visiting Slovakia over the Christmas, and and he's like, he starts talking about AI, like right away. He's like, oh, so uh, what do you think about AI? Like, uh, you know, it's going to replace everything. Like, you know, like it can do visualizations for architecture really fast and stuff like that. Uh, and I think he was surprised to know. I told him, I was like, well, I think it just depends on the response of the community. I think like if the community decides to adapt, if the community of all the artists decides to go against it, 
the it's like with the writers strikes you know if the 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 companies won't have a chance to say no because they know you cannot replace a good artist by a shitty artist with ai right now that is not the case Mm -hmm. so you always need good artists using ai or just good artists deciding not to use it Uh, so (laughs) and yeah and right right after that he was like okay well i guess that's true it's like if the community decides to push against it and that's its response then you know it will it will be fine i guess as well it's interesting you're saying like for example this thing about like well ai is not good enough to replace a good artist i presume that if there are no legal limitations on what these companies can do and every legal battle against them fails, there will come a time in our lifetime where they probably can produce stuff that is quote-unquote better than what a person yeah. can make. I still don't think it's there personally, but I presume in our lifetime it probably will happen. Yeah, totally. But yeah. I think what's important to remember is, like, who cares? Like, it, there's To me, it doesn't matter. It's never been a conversation from my point of view about how good the AI is because... We all knew when this technology started, even when people were joking about, haha, melty hands and all this stuff. Like, we all knew it was going to get here. It's almost an inevitability. Yeah, for sure. But by the same token, like, what is important, you know, from your perspective as a consumer of art or as a creator of art, is it just the quality of the art? Because to me, like, as an artist myself, the reason I love consuming people's work on ArtStation, for example, is not to be like, oh, holy shit, Romain Jean like, that really is the best photo bash I've ever seen. It's because I get an insight into Romain Jean Do you know what I mean? It's more about the personal relationships that you have with the artists, the personal relationship you have with the director when you're watching a film, the crew, the people who work on these things. Like, that is what I think is meaningful, and I don't think that's replicatable through AI, because it immediately, like, almost bleaches and washes all of the There's interest no, out of it. The AI completely kills the process. The, yeah. the, the, the process is fully replaced, right? And so there's no mystery, there's no, like, there's ideation no behind it. Yeah. There's no conversation. There's no... There's no uh, story. There's no, yeah. there's no iteration. Yeah. Um, there's no failing. And through yeah. failing, learning what to what to do better, you know? It, it just spits you a, a fan... Like, think about it. Why would you... I mean, it might be a bold comparison, but if you go see if you listen to a musician is because you know they made the music they spent yeah. a lot of time they comp- they made the music you know spent a lot of time doing it and then you go see them live because they are playing the music this is a human playing it yeah, yeah. would you do the same like would you pay 90 pounds to go see a uh, daft punk live if it was just you putting play on spotify no right <laughs> the value is because you see the artist the value yeah. is the artist um and so i think the human part the human has a very big part in there and and that's why yeah gives the, the the feeling about art that people have, what people consume art is because there's people behind it. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, but I noticed over the last uh, like year, really, like more and more accounts which are like AI art dream following mm. me, you know, like bullshit accounts, essentially. Because it's a new trend, yeah, yeah. you know, it's but, trendy, but so people like the, it. But what I find interesting is that when it started, a lot of those accounts had a lot of followers, but mm. now more and more and more of them follow me like every week. And I presume that these must be people who are actually interested in art because I sometimes I look at them and I'm like, okay, who do they follow? And it's like all the same people I follow. But what's really interesting is if you look at who they follow, it's not other AI art accounts. They follow artists, you know, real mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's really funny is that like, I think as time goes on, surely it's just an inevitability that even the people who are making AI art will lose interest in AI art. Yeah. Because the, what, you know, especially if you think about like Instagram and social media, why would you follow somebody who uses it? It's not a genuine insight into anything they do. And you're not following them, you're following their usage of a tool, which mm. is very, very different. It's not a true expression of anybody's personality or interests. 
it's just this watered down output. I mean, I'm sure those people who use AI there, it could be their expression, right? But uh, yeah. like they're trying to, you know, they're, I know they're just typing in prompts, but I mean, they're surely trying to create something. But the, the problem is that it's watered down by the AI and them seeing a cool image, you know, like yeah. react, almost like reacting to be like, oh, that's cool. And that's it. You know, they don't think beyond that that much, most likely. I think it's really interesting as well that, for example, what I'm, I'm sure because we're all like fairly developed artists now, you'll, you'll get what I'm saying here. But when you start off, you think in your head like, man, I have this amazing idea of a swordsman. If only I could draw it, everybody would see what a genius I am, right? You have this, like, especially when you're inexperienced, you have this thing, you're like, that would be the coolest concept ever. But as you grow in experience and you get better at drawing, what you really learn is to kind of, like, better visualize the things and the ideas in your head. And you have a much stronger, like, process of, like, um, like actually being able to see these things as they evolve and being able to iterate just in your own brain before anything even goes onto the paper. And so I think, like, you only get that from making art. Like you, you'll never get that from using AI. And so those people who are like truly expressing themselves, they don't have the kind of like, literally like the neuron connections mm. to really understand what they're expressing. Or, you know, like, you know what, maybe people that, I, th I think people that consume AI art, mm. at the end, they're probably fairly similar to us. They just like art, you know? And yeah. maybe by not knowing how art is made, mm. they just find the same wow effects that they might find on an artist image into an AI image because they just have no clue how it's made. The image is in front of them, happy about it. But maybe AI, a good way, a good thing about it is that maybe more people will get interested about it. More people will try to make AI art and then they will be like, oh, actually, how is that made for real? Yeah. And, then, and then they would, you know, it's like, it's like you're being a fan of a musician and then starting to learn guitar yourself yeah, and yeah, you yeah. should add star and then you get into it. Imagine now you press a button, you know how to learn guitar. I mean, I don't know. It, it seems a bit hard. But to I think know. that's exactly the thing is with guitar even, you might think a lot of people start guitar because they're like, hey, I have music that I want to make. Yeah. But as you learn to actually express that music on mm -hmm. your guitar, you're like, oh, these ideas suck. It's like only once you can actually express what's actually in your head directly like with your own hands yeah, with your yeah. own skills yeah. that you really know how much you suck ass <laughs> yeah so you're talking about here is like the 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 problem of like being excited about something and then drawing it and realize realizing that it's not as cool as you thought initially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because like when i was when i was younger i remember thinking like all the time like in my head about like like literally like cool anime swordsman i mean like fucking hell like if i could do this and then you start drawing it and you're like Oh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. It's like even we were talking um, with a colleague recently who likes to draw seagulls, right? Yes. And I was saying to them, like, your perception of a seagull is going to be very different to my perception. Like, the way that you draw it is going to be the way that you think about it. And the way that I draw it is going to be my way that I think mm -hmm. about it. It's not just, you know, like improving as an artist is not just about improving your mechanical skills. It's about improving the way that you see and think about art. Yeah. And that's what I think often gets left out of this conversation yeah. of people quote unquote expressing themselves with AI is that they can never truly express themselves because yeah. they never establish the ability to do it. Yeah, so by removing the humanity aspect of it and the process aspect of it, AI loses its identity, I guess. And it yeah. just, because instead of being influenced by an artist who's been influenced by many people, is being influenced by many people. Yeah. So, in, you know, it, it doesn't, you, it doesn't boil down to having an artist directing it. It boils yeah. down to just get like, endless data throwing into it and and spitting something which is a bit of a polymorph of 
yeah. any bullshit that the internet has to to give. Totally. I, I think as well, it's like, you know, if we, sorry, just to bring this back to like us being younger artists again. But when you're a younger artist, right, let's say that you could have just like insta-learned like how to do somebody's style, right? Like for me, like Pablo Dominguez, always loved his work when I was like learning. And I really like for a very long time, I was like, I'm going to do the same style of work as his. And there's probably some influence of his style of work in my work, mm-hmm. but our work not, looks nothing alike because of all of the influence that I have as a person. If I had just jumped in and like, you know, like you do an AI typed in, in the style of Pablo Dominguez. 4K, uh, yeah, yeah. Canon. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it never, like my style would have never developed. So all of these people who, you know, it's like you, you kind of deny yourself the pleasure of becoming a fully formed artist by mm. using it because you immediately jump to well, actually, I'm going to do this. And I think it comes down to a lot of people just not understanding the subtlety of difference between artists, like not understanding the difference between, uh, I don't know, like Soroya and Rembrandt, right? Like two artists who, yeah, both use oils, but are very, very different and make incredibly beautiful stuff that's an expression of themselves. Like that's what really matters at the end of the day, even in a highly commercialized field like concept art. When you get hired for a project at like the top level, people hire you for you, not because hey, this guy knows how to draw cars really good. It's yeah. because this guy has a really unique perception the, the, of cars. vision, because he, what, his body of work has something that we need for the set project. Exactly. So we're going to get we're gonna get that guy because we know that he can provide with the yeah. quality and the subject or the visual entity that we need for a set project. So, how about, how about uh, the thing with AI that it can't read our director's mind? <laughs> You I can. can't read other can't. Either. Can't. <laughs> can't. Oh yeah. But yeah. like no, no. But that's right. It's a it's a skill that you like even only an experienced artist has. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's learning like what you know. Let's say someone tells you what they want, right? If you don't have the visual library to start with as an artist to yeah. be able to go like as mm-hmm. people are talking to be able to go okay, not this, this, not this, not that, yeah, yeah. right? Then you know, then you have a lot of iterations that you'll have to do and a lot of the iterations the art director will have to reject yeah. or agree on until you start to get the visual kind of but what they want. You, and like this surely cannot be sped up by AI being very good exactly, no matter also, what. It has to be by the artist yeah. knowing how to create the art, knowing what's the right thing and then just going for also it. Also because you know? the job of a artist is not to just make a final image. Yeah, Never in my life my job was to just make a final image. That's it. It's a conversation throughout a few days, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe more, where it's back and forth in countless steps. And at the final level, when you finish all these steps, then you have a final image. And if you cut all these steps, the final image will always be a mess. Yeah. It's never, or it's never going to be exactly what the person wants, the clients wants. And you cannot have such a, um, a level of interaction, uh, interaction, <laughs> interaction with someone if you don't spend the time to speak with, I mean, what I, a human, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and this you lose with AI because you instantly have a final image. And by experience in the industry, people that try using AI... Have, yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody successfully do a project with it. Constantly yeah. miss, yeah. Yeah. I think, was, I think as well, one of the really important things you've kind of like jumped on there mm. is this idea of reading the art director's mind and doing getting what they want out and I think the important thing to remember is that as a concept artist, often your job is not to give them what they want. It's to give them what they never knew they wanted. Yeah. And that is the joy of working in a creative industry is not being a machine that's 
like shits out exactly the thing that they wanted when they said, I want a red car. It's about giving them options that make them go, fuck, I never thought of that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That is the pleasure of working in concept art or any artistic industry is like bringing your own feelings to the table and yep. really being like, hey, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to make. And yeah, like I think the, uh, just to put this out there, I think there is a certain level of egotism from certain people at certain levels in the industry, maybe people, art directors and above who actually use this stuff commercially or like try to finish projects with Mm -hmm. it, who think they're just better than everybody else and they don't need anybody else's involvement. And I think that is really fucking sad, to be honest. It's like, if you're sitting... if you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting there at home going like, yeah, well, my ideas are so fucking good that I never need to talk to anybody. Get a grip. Get a fucking grip. <laughs> you are not that good. No one's that good. Like, and the, also like, honestly, it's just like, sad. It's just sad to like, me. Like, also look at the the best, di- I mean, whenever you hear about the best directors and stuff like that, like, what do they do? They're very good at what? Collaboration. Yeah, they, they're, they're great, they're they're great know, as, at hiring the right people, right? They, exactly. They know, a good director hires a good artist on the time. And they know like, okay, this person is good at this, so I will let them do their thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to micromanage them <laughs> because if you micromanage them, you're just, you're just like insecure thinking that, well, no, I mean like, <laughs> I, mean, I agree. I, I agree I, with you. Yeah, honestly, it's I, mean, yeah. I, I think it's just about. It's it's very mature to see someone who like is an art director to go like, look, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you can create, yeah. and then the artist feels like, okay, it's on me. Yes, it's a lot of pressure to create something good, but now the artist feels a lot more involved and is gonna try extra harder rather than having someone who is like, I know, I will. I will paint with your hand, but through my through my like telekinetic, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna connect to your hand and paint with whatever. Rather than like, um, you know, if you do that, then the artist is not never gonna feel like they have their ability to express themselves, yeah. uh, and they will. You might miss out on great ideas. Yeah, I think that ultimately the best art is collaborative. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. It's it, the the idea of this like. It's a little bit like um, I think we spoke about it like uh, like maybe last year about like this thing with like art, like digital artists who want to use the round brush for everything and mm. they're like oh, I'm better because I use the round brush. It's just a fiction of the imagination. Just as like the, there's this fictional idea that like directors on films are great because wow this guy's like such an independent thinker like Quentin Tarantino or whatever. Quentin Tarantino has literally hundreds of people around him at all times mm. to help him create these things. He might write the script, but he also has scriptwriters with him. He might direct, but he also has second and first ads that's- and everything. I mean, that's how you get shit done, right? You yeah. you have people who are you as competent or more competent than you yeah. to help you doing it. It's that's why I work like with you guys. Elon Musk, <laughs> like Elon Musk, didn't make this fucking spaceship, right? Yeah, he's he's hired a team of scientists and and engineers who know their shit. Yeah, and thanks to them, the spaceship is going to space. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know, so it's you need people to be able to be grand projects to. Uh, to throw ideas out there, to discuss, to debate, to fail, but then to, you know, yeah, to progress. I I think part of it is related to like the myth of genius, right? Mm. Like the myth of one person being better than everyone else, you know? But reality is everyone, if you have enough people collaborating on one idea, that idea will come out as a genius. And there might be one as a genius idea. There might be one person behind it that looks like the representation in like Elon Musk, but as you said, yeah. really, it's 
it's it's a collaboration. Those kind of massive genius ideas are a collaboration. Yeah, there's a very good uh, graduation speech that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Who and oh I love God. Arnie. I mean, Arnie's a great <laughs> oh guy, right? We all love Arnie. Yeah, but it's very very good. Get and, to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> you don't need to do the accent. You already you already sound like him. <laughs> but the the really nice thing that he said, um, and he talks about it. He talks about his time going to Gold's gym. And how, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is seen as like somebody who like worked incredibly hard, like immigrant coming into America. Like he is the, like almost like the, he's like the American dream, right? Mm -hmm. He's like the guy. And the thing that he said was he said, he talks about how when he came to America, he had no money, he had nothing. He was renting a shitty apartment and, you know, he was getting into Gold's gym. That's where a lot of his money went. And when Thanksgiving came around, he had nothing. He had no friends, no family to be with. And so all of the guys from Gold's Gym came down, they brought him plates, they brought him food, they brought him knives and forks, they brought him furniture. And he said that like, you know, they were the people who helped him get through his life. And he said, I think the thing that he says at the end is like, you can say that I'm a hardworking person, but never say that I'm a self-made man. And I think Hmm. that is, I mean, isn't that what fucking life is about? Like community and spending time with people that you care about and uh, enjoying the collaborative process, whatever it may be, whatever you do sitting in your room by yourself is no fun like it, it, it's it's the the most joy that i've felt on projects has honestly not been my personal projects it's been the projects that i've done for clients and the client wants my opinion and i want their opinion and the other artists working on it are doing amazing jobs that's the most fun just wait until we have like ai robots talking to us and then we won't feel alone anymore <laughs> <laughs> so we can just live out her or then the, yeah then we can it. just be in our room and talk to ai yeah, that'd be great, great. <laughs> Just to jump this back as well a little bit, because we didn't talk about it. What do you guys think about the 3D and the photo bash comparison? Personally, I think it's a load of nonsense. It's totally different. It's all yeah. different. I think the the photography and AI comparison is right, I think. Or it makes more sense to me. Much right, more right, sense. Right. Not Maybe not right, but makes more sense to me than the 3D and photo bashing. Photo, bash, photo bashing and 3D are tools that we can adapt to our process and they don't do anything yeah. creative. Yeah. It's it's a it's a tool to get from point A to Z rather than just something that brings you to point Z without doing anything. Yeah. I think as well the interesting comparison to be made between 3D and Photobash and AI is that 3D and Photobash are things that as a community we have set rules around, right? For example, photobashing, if you want to make a photobash image, you don't take two images and just blend them together and yeah. call it a concept, right? Yeah. Because you're you're taking too much, you're stealing too much. There wasn't enough work yeah. involved with that you don't photobash other people's paintings, right? That's yeah. also like an unspoken rule in the industry. Same with 3D, like, although less so, but I think it's becoming more of a thing. For a long time now, we've had a lot of images which are 100% kit bash. And we've had people buying like assets for like 300 pounds of like big fancy websites. And then they put them in the middle of their image and they call it a concept. And I think that is becoming less common and less acceptable now as well, Mm -hmm. because people are realizing that there isn't much place in the industry. Like you can't just buy an asset for every project, right? And so these are all things where like, actually the the comparison that I like here is that, well, actually even with Photobash and 3D, we did all set up and perceive that there were negative things in the industry that they were doing. And we have attempted as a community to yeah. put law, like not laws, but rules around them and how people use them. And, you know, I'm fucking sure as hell, like if you took somebody's 3D asset, uh, like if you downloaded when for the charity bundle, right? You downloaded no axes, like 3D model that he did. You put it in a fucking keyframe, <laughs> right? Uh, we should do that. Put it in a keyframe, rendered it, put it on ArtStation, was like, 
here's my new keyframe. You'd get a lot of shit for that because it's not your design. <laughs> no, it's not your image. Your house. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, you would open the door and then close it and then run. Because <laughs> you would be just scared shitless. <laughs> Dude. But I, see, I, I, yeah. I, I see him walking very slowly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very determined. You cannot run fast enough. He's always yeah. going to catch you. Yeah, you just see him <laughs> by from, walking. from far away from your window. You go like, that's it. Let's <laughs> go. But anyway, the, the point is, right, like, we still all acknowledge that there's bad use cases for these things. And I think it's one it's, of those big things that is missing from this conversation. It's like, all those people are like, oh, AI is the best. I fucking love AI. It's like, bro, like, do you not acknowledge that there's a negative influences to these things? We can acknowledge it for everything else, but it's so frustrating for this to be because it's like the new hot thing that everybody's just like, well, actually... This is God. I, I literally, I feel like sometimes people fucking worship this shit. It, it annoys me so much. But this also brings to the point that, yes, there are bad things, but there also might be good things, right? We're not here trying to say that everything is bad and it should be burned and we I never am. should see <laughs> the light of it again, you know? We don't know how things will evolve, but it's possible that in the future, if things go our ways, hopefully, yeah. they might be things where we say like, oh yeah, of course, training AI based on slow data and blah, blah, and using it to make a whole image might be wrong, but maybe in the future, it might be seen as a way to get photos to photo bash, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like, the, it's not everything is to throw away. Uh, we're not trying to like say it's a devil, yeah. but I mean, it's, for, for it's, it's good to have a critical mindset of it yeah, and yeah. also see what's, you know, with photo bashing, if I just take an image of a photograph and draw a stigma on it, it's stealing. Same yeah. with AI. Like there are obvious bad ways to use it, and it's good to just slow down, take a step back, yeah, yeah. and stop freaking out for a second, and realize that some stuff are bad or good. Yeah, I mean AI has been used in the industry for years. Um, yeah. I mean we've all used content-aware fill. Yeah. That's AI functionally. Yeah. Very very similar. Now they have the more advanced version of it where you can type in what you want. That's getting a little bit dodgy, I think. I think as well, like, for example, um, I know that one big problem I had, so for example, Napoleon came out recently, something I worked on. I did a lot of nature shots for that, of these battle scenes. A lot of trees needed to be found, a lot of pictures of snow with the light fight, like facing the correct direction. Now, would I have said no to a bit of AI that allowed me to change the direction of yes, the sun yeah, from just to get the, the right left tree. to the right yeah. on a tree that I really needed? No, probably not. And I think that's the thing is like, yeah, there's totally like... Because again, like something like photo bashing or matte painting is extremely skill intensive. And there are things in photo bashing and matte painting that are just frustrating that you would want to kind of skill out essentially because it mm -hmm. doesn't make you a better artist just because you had to spend five hours on Google search finding the right yeah. image. It's like easing the process or skipping it. Yeah. And if you want to ease it to give the artist more direction and to become a better artist essentially, yeah. then you, know, you might as well use a tool. Also, I think uh, one of the reasons how, like, why we, uh, just like quickly going back about the setting the rules about like photo bash and 3D and stuff like that, yep. is because um, if you have these kind of rules, it allows you to go towards more creative routes and create more unique ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, like how people go, oh, don't use, uh, try not to use other people's images in your reference board, right? Yeah. Like I've been, I've been building, we have a new task at work and I've been doing mood boards recently just for like a day or something and some sketches <clears throat> and uh, it really helped to uh, like every now and then I would put like a painting into the mood board because it would be like okay this is kind of like good example of something but majority of it I was trying to find the images through nature or through whatever mm -hmm. photography I could find uh, and it allows you to just like look at shapes in a different way find interesting interesting ideas by you know by just looking at a 
photo that's not even related to the to the subject sometimes and also that makes you a you know better artist makes you create more unique ideas rather than just having the answer right in front of you and if you just put a bunch of bunch of other paintings into your mood board then guess what your painting will look like some of those paintings and yeah. it will it's just not it will be just the same thing everyone will be like oh that looks kind of like that game and i i think it's worth mentioning that there is i mean fuck knows how much evidence of this point of ai doing literally that and just copying people's fucking paintings almost one-to-one i i mean I, I posted that thing like a week ago of all of the film frames. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. The Avengers and stuff. Yeah, yeah like yeah. The, you type in like an unrelated prompt about like a man with a mustache looking tough in a red metal suit. And with it comes a, up a, with yeah. almost exactly the same frame from Avengers of Iron Man, you know. And it's like, that is fucking ridiculous. I think as well, like it's worth remembering that one of the reasons that these companies are so against the idea of retraining their models and are fighting so hard to not get legally done in by, you know, Carla and Concept Art Association, all these other people and all the other companies who are fucking suing them is because if they lose the data, they have to retrain the model from scratch. Yeah. And that puts them back years and god knows what the output will look like if they can't use non-commercial well stuff. we, we kind of know the output because you have photoshop i mean adobe or you have like uh, shutterstock that have now their own ai which are trained on 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 a legal data set sure <laughs> much more legal data sets but you yeah, can see that these sure. ai are much less powerful but even, they, they just don't yeah. even they, they don't even get close, close. to mid-journey or the others but unfortunately even with those like i've I might be misremembering here, so f- fact check this yourself at home. But because we're not going to do it, fuck that. Um, we're just lying constantly. Um, no, but we have, th- have ChatGPT here <laughs> telling us what to do. This whole podcast has been written by ChatGPT. No, no, no. <laughs> like I've seen evidence that like you can just type, like you can get outputs that are very similar to modern artists' work, like you know, living artists. I, I'm hoping that Disney just nukes OpenAI, to be honest, or just buys it and shuts it down or something. You know. Whoa, I, won't, I won't have much faith in Disney. Uh, I mean, they're, they're... Who knows? Who knows? Look, they, they don't want people doing Mickey Mouse porn. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, sorry. What do you think I was doing this morning? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, one more thing. I, I think it's quite good to also draw... Um, because I just mentioned ChatGPT. Uh, I think it's quite good to talk about ChatGPT as well. Yeah. Um, because what do you guys think about it? I, like, I also don't like it. Yeah, and also I, f- I feel like it's it's brought up the AI issue to a lot of people other than artists. That's is, good. Which is very yeah. good. And and it's also good to not just keep the discussion to art, but also to all the other skills and all the other jobs and all the other yeah. uh, uh, elements that's going to affect and how almost 90% of any industry... Well, white-collar work specifically, right? Yeah, yeah is, is not using AI because it just... Uh, either is not good enough at the moment yeah. or it doesn't fit into what's needed uh, related to what we're talking about, the process and the ideation and all that. Or it just brings too many legal issues at the moment, right? Like even when AI is powerful enough, well, companies are too scared to use it uh, because yeah. it's obviously stolen. I think one, one just to come to the ChatGBT thing, yeah. I... Like my biggest concern with that is like, for example, on Google now, on Gchats, which is what we use at work, when you get a message from somebody, it gives you auto responses. And when you get an email, it gives you an auto email response that you can just like generate. And, you know, you can do all of this stuff. And and my big concern, and it extends to the art as well, is that we're, you know, worst case scenario, which again, I don't think will happen, you know, fingers crossed. But worst case scenario, I think we're just generating meaningless bullshit forever where you just have 
you're not talking to a person anymore. You're just talking to, you're sending a chat GPT message that gets responded with a chat GPT message that gets responded with that. And nobody ever actually takes in the information. And it's just like peak techno babble crap. Uh, I've, I've, I've got crap. a funny thing to say. So uh, Lam, Lamdo is our sound designer for the podcast. And I was lately, I've just been jokingly sending him messages on LinkedIn, which is the autofill from LinkedIn. <laughs> right. And this morning I was just spamming him like, I hope you're well, thank you. I hope you're well, thank you. Because that's all the AI was giving me. Yeah. So yeah, like related to that. So sometimes also the AI don't, I can't do anything. So I sent him like 20, I hope you're well, thank you. <laughs> because the AI was in the loop. <laughs> so. Even I, um, this is so ridiculous. But for example, now if you have meetings on Google or Zoom, I think it can give you an uh, an, a like um oh, fuck like a synopsis of the meeting yeah so it listens to what you're saying and then it get, and you're then gonna it, get fired <laughs> yeah, yeah and it like cuts it cuts down like your what job. you're saying and like i was in a meeting with somebody and we started joking about like i don't know like whiskey or something or i don't know what it was something random right oh no, yeah it was and, with, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was with you and then i clicked on like summarize the meeting at the end and it came up with like Jules thinks everyone should get drunk in the office and have whiskey. <laughs> Daniel wants to die. <laughs> and it's like, so it, it didn't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so incredible, interesting. Dude. Because yeah, just incredible. imagine how much fucking misinformation can be yeah, 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 yeah. just from that alone. Mm. Well, I don't know. Your Maybe Jules does want to. <laughs> we all want to drink whiskey at work, okay? <laughs> Dan wants to die. <laughs> yeah. No. But I mean, no. seriously, it's, it's crazy to think about like all of these like quote unquote helpful use cases that we're being given with AI and how fucking useless 99% of it is uh it's 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 a lot of uh, laziness yeah is it yeah i mean i think that i think that's pretty comparable to the art as well because yeah. i will say not to generalize gang but the the vast majority of people who i see using ai are and again not to generalize they are much older artists who have had a very long happy career making great projects and now they're fucking bored and they don't really like making art anymore. They are too busy dealing with their lives and their kids and all this stuff. And so they're just like, well, fuck it. I'll just do some AI because I want to make art, quote unquote. And to if you're one of those people listening, fucking stop it. Like, I think everybody, I think I can speak for most artists. I think most people would rather see a sketch from somebody that you've done in 20 minutes rather than an AI generation that you've done in 20 minutes. Yes, yeah. and I'd rather see bad art because that's going to tell me more about the artist and more about the joy that they have yeah, been doing exactly. it. exactly. And yeah, this comes also to the, I think people have been saying that it doesn't matter to be having fun in your work or not, or like yeah. making art. And I think that's not true. I think, uh, you know, uh, most, I mean, I guess we're very lucky to be doing a job that we enjoy <laughs> and that we, we take fun in, we take pride in doing. Uh, and I don't see why this new software should stop us or should decredibilize can you say that? I don't know what you just said. Uh, that's probably French turning English. Uh, uh, so it should make this not relevant anymore. Okay. Uh, so I, I think it should still be relevant to have fun at work. Absolutely. And it should stop because you can just do it instantly and, and that's it, you know? Like So what well, you're saying that it's good to keep the concept art careers because it makes people happy or what? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think the argument where people say, well, it doesn't matter if you're happy or not, we just need to get a job done, is not valid, you know? Like, if, if you tell a... Oh, another okay. bad comparison. If you tell a, if you tell a baker, he's not going to make his, his fucking cakes in the morning yeah. and, and, he, he, and he just has to press a button, I don't think he would like it. I'm pretty sure he likes the process. I'm pretty sure he likes making his own craft, making yeah. his art, and the cakes are already going to end up 
better tasting as well because he puts so much love into them. It's very Marxist of you, Jules. Yeah, you know, giving the giving the people their means of production and all that. <laughs> I mean, you know, what? it's it's funny. I I don't want to get too much into like because I, I don't really consider myself like a communist or anything. But in you know, like as well, you're part, dressed all in red. I'm just all in red and I have a big yeah, star on my yeah. head. And you but, have a weird mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Daniel? But in like you know, like even in, in like essentially like communist theory, like one of the like I think valid things is this idea of like people having access to their means of production and we've already had a reduction of that in our industry because of we're reliant on programs like Adobe who now own a lot of the software that we use right and they just keep buying more and more of it up and to then go a step further and say well actually the whole process is now going to be given to open AI or stable mm -hmm. diffusion is insane to me mm -hmm. you're literally removing any means of production there and just handing it over to corporations which ultimately, like, I know that people, like, in the short run, although companies are generally very short-term thinking, right? In the short term, I'm sure that if they fired everybody and replaced us all with AI, they'd probably make a profit. But it's delusional to me to think that those companies, once they become the majority shareholders and every company's reliant on them, that they wouldn't just up the fucking price yeah. until it was the same as hiring all the artists. Or more, or more. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, just, again, you, you, you are what you consume in a way, so... I don't think if, I mean, I'm pretty sure very soon we're going to see a all AI made movie in the cinemas because yeah. it's going to be the trend, right? But that's going to, that's going to be trendy and that's all. Um, but people won't want to keep watching AI movies forever. I mean, I'm I not even it. sure. I mean, I think most of them are not very happy about watching any at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And if, you know, it's, it's again, uh, what bad comparison can I make? Like, do you, do you rather eating like chocolate made by a very, talented chocolate chocolate maker chocolatier yes indeed <laughs> yeah. or a fucking like uh, machined chocolate right there's a clear difference in value in it's those. it's craftsmanship versus to exist. manufacturers yeah. yeah but like another one clearly has value and also they don't cancel each other that's also something very important there is a place where both can coexist as soon as the value differentiation is set and I think it's being uh, set it has to be set with time as well like a year ago, AI was much weirder and people were like, oh, it's going to replace everything. And now we see that AI is, oh, maybe AI will replace uh, lower tier artworks, so that kind of stuff. I would Not say preferably for me, it replaces nothing. Well, I agree with you, but um, I don't think it will replace nothing personally. I, I'll hold out hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope a lot of stuff that will probably never happen. So, you know, got to have hope in life. <laughs> I think uh, the whole... Oh, I forgot what I want to say. <laughs> Quick, type it in the chat, GBT. Ah, uh, yeah. Shit, shit, shit. Hi, Siri. Um, I wonder if... Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe AI yeah, will replace some things. But... Ah, stop. Stop well, thinking. So, no. <laughs> I, I, so while Stefan tries to remember what he's talking about, um, there's another argument that I think is really important, which is this idea of speed, right? Yeah. AI it outputs artwork faster than an artist. Oh, they can do the job better than an artist. Like, this is insane to me, this argument, because it's very simple. Is concept art slow in terms of the overall production of anything? No. It's the fastest. No. We are the fastest and the cheapest step of production compared to everything. And the idea that it needs to be any faster is ludicrous to me. Yeah, and the impact that concepts have on the production is... Massive. It's massive. Yeah. And the money you could lose by having bad concepts or bad pre-production down the line is also huge. So the yeah, so the, the speed, I think, if, if you just go and get something very fast just to get it very fast and get to the next step, 
it might have a huge downfall on any project. Yeah. I I know what I want to say. It's related partially to speed is the 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 thing with uh, having too much social media to consume. Okay. Almost like if uh, even if uh, concept art is like going to be 10 times faster and 3D art will be and like all the and eventually we'll have like 10 video games coming out every day, right? And like <laughs> 10, 10 new amazing movies, right? Like there is not enough time in a day with people doing their jobs fully to be able to consume this much And to, even, this even much if people media. weren't doing their jobs, they wouldn't want to consume that much media anyway. Yeah, because it's just all going to be diluted and... I don't know, man. It, there's already... Like, I think we can all agree there's too much media out there already. Like, I would rather have a slightly more pared-down version of the industry, in a way, personally speaking, yeah. than it already is. And people like to wait for a good movie, yeah. right? Like, I, I like to have a wait to be like, okay, like... I, everyone has opinions about the Dune movies, but like, uh, <laughs> let's say the new Dune movie is coming out. I am happy that it, I have to wait for it. Then yes. it coming out the, the next day the first movie comes out. It's just like, that is not my, I like to, I like to you wait look, for yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice to, even the rise of streaming and the binge watching of TV shows, personally speaking, like Stefan, when we watch Physical 100, fucking excellent TV show. Yeah. That was great because we got to watch it week by week exactly. on Netflix. Not because it was all out at once. We got to sat there, then we would have a chat about it the yeah. day after. We'd be like, that was a really good episode. And then you when get they to be excited for, about it yeah. for the whole week and then you see it again and you're like, oh, let's, let's watch yeah, another yeah, episode. Absolutely. Like that, that is the, and I think what's important to remember is like, the joy of that comes from the community aspect of things and interacting with other people. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many articles on the Singularity subreddit, which is an interesting subreddit to read. It talks about like, not just AI, but like essentially this, you know, it's like this theoretical point where humans like evolve essentially yeah. and we, technology becomes everything and blah, 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 blah. Probably won't happen in our lifetimes, but, or ever maybe. But, um, you know, one of the interesting things that I see come up so much in relation to Midjourney and ChatGPT on there is this idea of people being able to generate their own video games and movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I just... Like, on the fly to what yeah, you yeah. like. To be like, I want to watch a funny action film with Jackie Chan in it with spaceships. And the idea of give, that... Give people what they want and they, they, until they realize that that's not what they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the idea that that would be successful is insane to me. And I think it's such a minute group of, like, to be honest, internet neats who really think that's a good idea because, again, they're smarter than everybody. Oh, nobody makes movies that are good enough for me. Nobody makes TV shows that are good for me. Like, get your head out of your fucking ass, man. <laughs> like, you're not that brilliant. Nobody is. Like, it, that's... You Except know. the three of us, of course. Well, guys. no, we're great. We're come great. on, yeah, yeah, come yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, also, My AI-generated <laughs> movies would be... Chef <laughs> um, you know, any... Like, most of the successful movies or video games they all are not liked by everyone yeah only a few are enjoyed by everyone and even then you have haters for most things and like you know the last the last the last of us or the last of us 2 extremely uh polarizing to people right some yeah. people hate it some people love it but it's to me, at least i really like it but you know if you make a game that everyone likes i think it becomes a bit of everything at the same time and then it becomes a bit dilute, diluted yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it becomes a bit nothing which is a bit to what AI is at the moment. It's a bit nothing because it's a bit of everything. And then if you don't take a side or if you don't have someone's um, mindset or like an, an idea behind something, then you don't really create anything interesting. And and if you just follow what people or what an algorithm thinks you would like, I personally don't believe it's going to it's gonna not be successful yeah. for a very long time. It might be a novelty because every yeah. novelty is successful at some point because people like to, you know, future yeah. or whatever. 
but it's going to die quickly. Like, I mean, NFTs are not here anymore, right? Or they're here, but well, it's a niche. Whenever you make something as well, there's always an inevitable backlash to whatever you make. Mm. You look at, so for, I did want to talk about this, but you look at, for example, the mass manufacturing industry in fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Which did cut out a lot of jobs in like Europe, you know, because manufacturing was cheaper abroad. Um, well, the response to that was more fashion houses that make stuff in Europe or, you know, are more auteur-led and have more artist teams around them. Like Louis Vuitton and Maison Margiela and, um, you know, Balenciaga, whatever you think of those brands, they are ultimately brands that try to fill in the gaps of, like, what mass manufacturing can't do. Um, in a similar but different way, you know, like graphic design, for example, I wanted to talk about this. Graphic design is such a good use case of AI in comparison to our industry. Because graphic design, if you look at like logo concepts, for example, has had AI that can make logos for over 20 years. Because logos are very simple shapes that you combine together. And there's many, many websites, and there always have been many websites that have been able to generate logos. And what has happened to the graphic design industry? Fucking nothing. Hmm. A few minor jobs, like the job where like your neighbor comes around to your house and says, hey, I want a logo for my new construction company. I'll give you 10 pounds. That's gone away because now they'll use that service to buy a ten pound logo. And sometimes online, it's right? not even gone away. Yeah, because sometimes they don't even know about this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, maybe today they will know. Yeah, but this is the thing: is like the graphic design industry has flourished. They can they still charge people ten million for a new logo for their company. They still do complete rebrands, and what they do is far more replaceable by by AI than what we do. Yeah. And yet, as a community of people, they just said, "Nah, fuck that," and they just haven't used it. And I think it's really interesting because, like, even I have a, I have a friend who works in graphic design because um, I studied at university, so a lot of my friends work in it. But I have one specific friend who told me like he thought it was good because it meant that uh, like smaller teams could come up with more like higher output ideas, mm-hmm. uh, like AI specifically, right? And I said, well, what about all of the logo generators that have been around for the last 20, 30 years? I was like, and he was like oh, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, well, those have been around for a long time, right? No one used them. And they do exactly the same thing as the now quote unquote AI powered logo generators. I mean, it's pretty laughable to me. And I I think it's a very good reminder to everybody in the concept art industry that look, there are actually other artistic industries that have gone through a process of attempted replacement and attempted like mechanization essentially, which have just told those studios to fuck off and die and they've been fine and they're still profitable and they still have entry-level positions and all this other stuff. So should we talk about the fact that there are some jobs that are maybe going away a little bit in concept art, not necessarily in the AAA studios or anything? Well, the, the, the reality is that obviously, as you guys, we don't know. You know like, what I was saying? We, Actually, I thought, I think furry art is still not going away. Furry art? <laughs> Uh, I think I think you're I very talking, safe if you're doing furry art. Yeah, I was talking with someone, and he was like, "Nah, I mean, I don't do furry art personally." No, it's too late. We know you. But I, I yeah. uh, so much paying money. other people to, to do furry art. Furry art, furry art, like really upholds the art industry. I think. Yeah. I think it's the it is the crux that keeps the art industry going. <laughs> if you know when furry art is replaced, then when you know shit is bad. When those people, the guys who, like, who draw like dog dicks, they're like Christ with the cross on their back. You know, they <laughs> they are bearing the sins of the world for us, for the rest of the artistic industry, uh, unknowingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next right. step. <laughs> um, yeah. So go, go, going back to losing our jobs, which is which is clearly not the case if you're doing furry art. doggos. 
but yeah, so I yeah, I guess first of all, we don't really know what's gonna happen, right? We yeah, don't know. Yeah. We can expect things. We can think yeah. things. Also, our point of view is point of view from people living from this job, so we're probably not all uh, uh, how do you say impartial lever, right? Right, right? Yeah, we all we all have a very partial yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, it's just our point of view, so we might be wrong. But um, no, we're right. <laughs> uh, yeah i think some jobs will be lost i already think some jobs are being lost um but i don't think anything is set in stone and i don't think that most people who already have a job or who are, who are working in big enough companies for yeah. big enough productions are in danger right things might evolve in a way um which maybe requires less concept artists or maybe makes it that some so, some sort of indie games or maybe um, very low budget games, they will go for the AI route. Just like just in the same way, like some people who want a cheap website, they're going to go for a website generator, right? Rather like than, us. R- rather than, yeah, like us. Um, so it's just going to create, it's, it's, it's going to separate uh art consumers which are yeah. going to use AI compared to artists who are going to make art right um, yeah. and it, the art consumers might be in charge of some art departments in very low budget productions yeah. so yeah you might you might get a bit harder um, but myself personally it I really don't feel scared or um, I really don't feel like I need to be worried too much about AI yeah. just because in the production we're working in the industry we're working as we've been saying for almost an hour now, we just need people. It's too important, you know. Um, AI has been also in many, many places in compositing, in uh, rotoscopy, all this kind of stuff. It's been in the industry for many years and you still need people because you need yeah. the people behind it. So, But it is important to remember that, for example, in compositing and rotoscoping, it did make people lose jobs. I'm not yeah. saying, to be fair, again, I'm not a compositor or a rotoscoper, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people in compositing and rotoscoping liked the fact that there were tools that helped them do the very boring parts of their job and totally. speed it up just like i like use you know using select color range in photoshop mm-hmm. to make sure that i can select out a specific thing faster um so yeah I, I i i'm not going to sit here and be like hey look i know it all it's never going to affect us i'm sure that it will but i do i just think it's important to remember that we do have some control over how it affects us and it's very much in the hands of the art community to do it to me, like, at least off from my end, if anybody asks me to use it professionally, my response will be, fuck off. Uh, I'm not going to do it. And, and if I do have to do it and it comes to a point where I have to use it to be viable in this industry, I won't be working in this industry anymore. It doesn't interest me. I think it's boring Google search. I have used it just to see how it is. And I just think it's tedious. It has nothing to do with art. And I don't give a shit about it. And yeah, I would rather become a fine artist or an illustrator or a comic book artist or homeless <laughs> or, or like work on construction. Like I'd rather if every art job became replaced with this, I wouldn't do art anymore. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the honest truth because the thing that I love about art is making it and expressing myself. And I can't do that with AI. So for me, like, I, like, I mean, that's my personal stance on it. And I think it's good if other people have a pretty hard line stance on it too. Because, you know, give them an inch, you give them a mile. I think uh, it's it's been sad to hear that there are some companies that have used it. Mm-hmm. I heard from some people um, 
uh, use AI, uh, or not use AI, but encourage people to use AI. Mm. They go like, oh, why are you not using AI for this job? Like, you should be using AI, blah, blah. And it's it's kind of sad, but uh, as you said, it's probably just net inevitable in like a smaller company or a company that like n- thinks that they need to produce like higher output. and Nothing's inevitable. <coughs> There's no such thing as inevitable. I didn't say inevitable. Did you I did say, say inevitable. Did I say inevitable? But not, nothing is guaranteed smaller. to happen in life. Yeah. Like, I think that's the important thing to remember. It's like, even if it feels like something's definitely going to happen, that doesn't mean that's the case. It is, it is again, a novelty. Uh, I would, from if I really try hard, I can understand that some people in the higher management see the numbers rather than, than seeing the humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and they probably think, oh, yeah, you know what? We can just use AI and get uh, no direction done fairly quickly. Well, you know, the games are going to suck. I mean, the direction the games are going to suck. Yeah. It's going to look quite bad. It's going to not sell well. People are going to boycott it because, again, people have a choice. If a company is priding themselves on using AI to do a direction, then don't buy the games. You know, it's not hard. Like, just like, this many studios are not being are being um sorry boycotted for some reasons AI is also another reason to boycott them if you don't want support of course and you know down the line they might stop using AI because they don't feel like either it's, it's doing our direction or because they're getting fucking sued by Nintendo yeah <laughs> or because uh they decide that they're losing too much money because people don't want to buy their games or because they just need that do you know what's a really yeah. good example of this is um Embark which I think overall has a pretty good reputation yeah but Embark used AI voice actors for the yeah, finals, I've seen that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I've actually played the finals. Uh, I didn't play it for like a few months because I was like, you know, I don't like that they're using AI, but I thought I'll give it a go. It's a fun game. I'm not going to deny it. Like I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole thing about, they were talking about like, oh, well, we couldn't do it because the voice actors needed to be, um, you know, like interactive with the game. And oh, we couldn't afford it because there's too many voice lines. I mean, music has no, been no, no, interactive dude, for years Trust now. me, absolutely laughable. Yeah. Uh, if anybody from Embark is listening, get some fucking voice actors. It is one of the most laughable excuses I've ever heard. I've played the game. The voice actors are not just interactive. They're wrong most of the time. Most of the time they're saying things that aren't happening in the game. Uh, there's like events that happen. Like for example, gravity will turn off for a bit. And then once it's back on, the, the announcers will be like, whoa, it's so crazy that the gravity's off. And you're like, it's not. What the fuck you? It's, it's <laughs> most of it, like, it's hilariously enough for AI, most of what they say is just misinformation. I'm, I, might be very, <laughs> I might be very wrong here, but I think they answered, I might be wrong. I think they, would, they said they would change that. Well, uh, they should. Yeah. And if they do, then, then I would be much more likely yeah. to play the game in a serious capacity and give them money. But there's, it's a free game, and I'm not just paying a single cent in microtransactions, in battle passes, in anything to them. No. I'm just going to use up their server capacity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, but yeah, I. they should have the funding. They're a pretty large studio to, I mean, even just get some of the guys in their team, like just find one guy in the team who has an announcer kind of voice and just be like, all right, we're going to give you a normal day wage and you can sit in the booth for two hours well, and do some voice acting. I mean, I, I don't think it's that easy, but... I mean, dude, I don't think it's I, a challenge I, for any They did games. it on Max Payne yeah, for the, yeah. like yeah. years ago, and Max yeah. Payne is one of the most popular yeah. games of all time. No, clearly. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not it's not an easy task, but it's not a new task nor a hard task yeah. for a fairly developed video game studio. But I think again it comes down to like what we were saying earlier. Like you'd rather see the shitty sketch than the AI generated thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. to me, the idea of like 
you know, just, I'm just thinking like from a marketing point of view, Embark being like, meet John and Trey. John's our marketing executive and Trey is our concept artist. They're your two voice actors in the game. That's funny. That's like good marketing. That's good for the game. It makes you feel like uh, have a, you have a relationship with mm. the studio. Whereas the AI thing just irritates me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, I think it's a relevant thing to talk about. And like, and even with uh, like Netflix had a, a show last year that came out, which had AI generated backgrounds and oh, yeah. the whole Japanese audience boycotted it. Fucking good for them. Yeah. And like, yeah, like studios and companies need to learn and see like what people think about stuff because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to stop them from using it is market cap or something legal happens legal. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so about the legal, I guess, should we spoke about the legality of all of it? Yeah, yeah. It's not... So at the moment, uh, we've been seeing a lot of legal issues with AI. And yeah, most I mean, how people... many fucking lawsuits are there going right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. And most people who are using it are kind of pretending not to use it just because of the issue with it, with the yeah. legal issue, right? Or they want Magic to... Magic the Gathering, yeah. Two good examples of people who used AI and then claim they didn't. Yeah, uh, and it's just a lot of, you know, it's at the moment too dangerous for any companies to using it. And that makes it that they also probably can't use it to the whole capacity of it. Yeah. Uh, because I'm assuming, you know, once a company really wants to use Midjourney, then they're probably going to develop some company tools to use Midjourney, which is going to make it probably more useful. But at the moment, it's just people, it's just art directors trying to do shit in their, like for, for 10 weeks and then realizing that they're shit at it. And then they call professionals to help them, yeah. right? Uh, which is great. I hope it continues this way. Because um, that's the only use case I've seen it in as well. It's yeah. like a client or an AD, none of the ADs that we work with, just to clarify as yes, well. Yes. But like external ADs. It's a, we'll, uh, mostly we'll, clients. Yeah, yeah. We'll use it to be like, hey, I want to have this character. And then they generate like 10,000 concepts that all look totally different. And they're like, something like this. And you're like, which one? And they're like, I don't know, something in there. And then you just sit there. It's not helpful, you know? Like a verbal description of the character would be far more useful because then you have less stuff to go on. Um, so yeah, that is the main capacity. And I think another interesting thing to note about that is whenever I've seen someone fucking use it, this is how the conversation starts. They literally go... Well, I'm really sorry about this. Uh, I know it's really bad. Like we shouldn't be using it, but we we have used a little bit of mid journey start of the project. I know it's shit. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And like they're so apologetic about it, and I think that is a good thing. Like the mm -hmm. fact that they acknowledge that it's not good, that it's not positive, it's bad for the industry. We want that to continue. Like I I, I want people to feel a little bit of shame about using it. To be honest, yeah. Certainly, I've I've seen that around as well. I think it boils down AI boils down to be a art consumer tool and not an artist tool, right? Yeah. And the way I see it impact us the most, mm -hmm. the, uh, short, long-term, uh, and in, in, if we still have a job, of course, which I think we will, is that the art consumers, which are clients, which don't make art, they will be using AI quite a lot. So we will have to interact with more AI in our day-to-day -day life, but we will still have to make the art ourselves. Now, I think it causes a few issues. The first issue it causes is that we can lose, as you know, as any businessman, mm -hmm. you don't want to give too many options to your client because yeah. you want project to go forward. So you give them a set of options, they choose from a set of options, and then you go forward. I think AI goes against that because you give them a set of options, and then they're going to be like, oh, you know what, I'll just try more options by myself in mid journey. And then they go back to you the day after, and they have like 60 more options. And then it's just a bit of a mess. So I think we'll have to deal with this a bit more in the future. Yeah. And it's not going to 
change our jobs too much as soon as AI remains kind of similar to the, the way it's made today because I can't guess the future, of course. Um, but it will, in, it will impact more the clients and the way we have to deal with them, which is probably going to be a bit more tedious, a bit more explaining, well, you know, this AI image is bad because blah, 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 blah. And then you go forward to it and... Yeah, and then you, and then you finish a project. Then you made something from scratch, of course. Um, but of course, anyone will pretend to have a better understanding of what art is because art is very reachable now. Yeah, yeah. At least what people think art is, which yeah, is the yeah. end product. Yeah, I, I think even um, you know, I'm sure. Like for example, we've seen like more con- like control net tools and stuff to like if you want to repose a character's head in mid journey. There's like add-ons you can get in to do that now, and. Uh, I just want to reiterate, because I think I did say it earlier, but for me, it doesn't matter how good it gets. I don't think it will ever, I don't think it should, it should ever be used. I can understand people using it and like, especially from a corporate perspective, using it. But personally speaking, I don't care how good it is. I don't care how much better it is, how much faster it is. I don't feel on, in my heart, like it should be used to replace a job that people enjoy. I think there are, with every point of like automa- like automat- automatization that we see in our society, we want to focus on aspects that do not actually kind of like benefit society, that like drag, that make people sad and mm. want to die and shit like that. <laughs> and like art is an industry from across the spectrum, no, no matter what you do in art, that people look towards as something to enjoy. As an it's inspirational like, job, yeah, right? It's, it's yeah. an inspirational thing. It's something that people like wish they could be working in right whenever i speak to people at parties or like bankers or you know corporate asset managers or something they're like oh man i wish i was doing something like that you know they they always say that sounds really fun well yeah. not everyone of course but most of them to be honest i think most people that i interact with think the idea of working on movies and designing things and talking to people and collaborating is a very like enjoyable thing to theoretically do they don't want to do it obviously but mm-hmm. The, the you know it's, it's the idea of it yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you don't you don't tell somebody you're an estate agent and they go oh wow that sounds really fun and interesting <laughs> like, certainly even in banking there is a lot of lot of parts of the jobs that are just boring as shit like uh, for sure yeah uh, where people do this stuff and they don't want to do it at all and they do it for months for years they do crunch for like years for these big corporations doing stuff they that doesn't even, it's like mind-numbing stuff that you shouldn't even be doing, but they still do it because it pays well. Yeah. But like, of course, you know, they kind of just take take it and accept it because that's that's where they end up and that's what gives them the money. Whereas like, if you do end up joining the art industry, you know, you join it through like tons of many, many hours to actually get to it. And once you, once you are there, you don't want it to just be like taken away, just yeah, like... Yeah just be like, okay, well, fuck you now because we need to make profit, you know? It's like, <clears throat> don't forget, like, people shouldn't be forgetting that art is here because it fulfills people. It's not, And that's why people pay for art. They don't pay for art because they just want to uh, watch another Avengers movie. You, uh, humans uh, that, have been telling stories to each other forever, right? Like, yeah. s- something that, like, literally, as Avengers far movies, as... By the way. <laughs> no, but, like, as far as humanity goes... We almost always have seen art and stories being told. And yeah, I, I it, out of all the things we can autom- automate, that Why would this? make sense to me, I, it, I really, um, and, and even if I try very hard to put myself in the other shoes, you know, not being the shoes of an, of an artist, but being yeah. the shoes of an art consumer, I really don't see how that would benefit, uh, benefit the humanity 
nor beneficient anyone. Yeah. It's like cutting well, it, the fun part. Besides the, the whoever holds the stock, right? Or yeah. yeah. And I think there's the thing is like, it, you have to remember like, again, as a society, we have, we have to make choices collectively mm. about what we're doing. And I, look, I also want to say like, there's so many worse problems we have to deal with than yeah. fucking AI. Like the world's on fire. There's war zones everywhere. Like there's so much worse Planet shit is dying. that is so much more important to the survival of the human race, right? To deal with. But considering that it is our job and it is our lives, right? It, it is just bizarre to me that like, is this anybody's idea of utopia? You know, like, isn't that the point of like the human project is that we're always moving towards, you know, I mean, utopia literally translates to like within the 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 kind of diegetics, diegetics is that the right word? I don't know. Uh, the, whatever the original breakdown of the word is, it means like impossible, like impossible city or something. It's the thing that you strive for that you'll never achieve, you know? And it's like, why would we strive towards an automization of things that we love? It just yeah. doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah. Like that is not the society I want to live in. It's not the society I want my kids eventually to grow up in. Like I want, I want to live in a society where people can express themselves freely and enjoy that process and potentially be able to give that to other people so that mm -hmm. they can enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, I guess this is why it it's nice to hope and to try to go work towards a future where yeah, it doesn't have to be gone, but it can just be used as a tool for some people who want to use it, but not used as the tool to do it, you know? Yeah. Totally. Like, uh, you know, it will be a great replacement for Google. <laughs> I, I can't wait to type an image and Google gives me a better image, thanks to AI, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Or if I have to, as you said, uh, find a very annoying angle of a tree for f projects and then it's going to take me two days, maybe not two days, but like, but like six <laughs> hours on, on Google search to find the right image. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this could be a good use of it. Yeah. yeah, certainly you, I can imagine it helping with some small art tasks, like when you drag a photo and maybe it starts to color grade it for you or something like that. Um, yeah, again, that would take away your ability to color grade though. I mean, I don't know, anyway. Um, I think one thing to talk about as well is the exponential growth of AI. Um, this idea that the AI is always going to get better that it's just going to keep improving and improving um, and that eventually it will somehow eclipse us. I think a super important thing to remember is that AI is trained on human data and in that capacity, it's very difficult for AI to greatly eclipse human data because it is what it is. Um, it's not like AI will ever create a piece of art that will go, well, a human could never have made that. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's going to get better than the average human. Yes. Well, it already is better. Than it's, 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 going to, it's going to get as good as the best humans. That's that's probably it. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, it's true. It's gonna get as good as your human, and and if it becomes uh, singular, what you were saying earlier, which is not at all what is being developed by OpenAI, by the way, that's totally yeah, yeah. different technology, from my understanding at all, uh, at least. Sorry, I can speak. Um, but yeah, it's it is good. It's gonna get better. Uh, to, most of the people starting to enter the industry are not as good as AI. Yeah. But because of all the reasons we've been talking about for like... But, but no one's ever been as good as the guys at the top of the industry exactly, anyway. Exactly, yeah, you, and, and you just keep fucking going anyway. There's yeah. always a bigger fish. And right? for everything we've mentioned before, I don't think that's going to change any aspect of yeah. it. I, I, I also want to say like, you know, if you're listening to this and you are one of the people who's using AI and you'd be sitting there and you'd be going, these guys are so full of shit, fuck them. So number one, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> number two, here's a question for, from me to you me as a consumer of these tools. When is using these tools too easy? One thing that I saw um, when version four came out for Mid Journey 
was so many, because there was a big jump between version three and version four in terms of quality. And I saw a lot of comments literally saying, I kind of preferred version three. It took more work to get to the final hmm. result. There were like full posts about it, right? And my question to those people is like, really like, when is it going to stop being enjoyable for you? Because presumably, whilst we, like we said, it's not going to eclipse humanity in some way, it's going to make art that's as good as the best artists, essentially. Probably, maybe. Um, although that doesn't take into account the ideas and the original context and all this shit. But in terms of technical skills, yes. But when is it going to get to a point where you type in Supergirl flying through the air, punching the Hulk, and the first time it comes up with the correct image that you kind of, well, as we discussed, you don't know what you want, but it comes up with the correct image that you want, and then you just go, oh. Uh. <laughs> or, 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 or you type S, and then it automatically fills for you super goals punching yeah and it gives you the perfect prompt <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. no work and, to do so you basically do nothing you just yeah. type, typed s are you still gonna use you. it are you still gonna use it at that point that's my because i genuinely i don't fucking think so i think what people like about ai now in terms of the user base and if you're a user tell me if i'm wrong but i think what people like about it is that it still requires some input but not really that much to put in any great deal of effort you can do it in half an hour and make something pretty good and you go wow i'm such a great artist and you feel better but that half an hour will become 25 minutes and then it will become 15 and eventually it might become one to two to three minutes. And when you're generating exactly the idea that you had in one to three to three minutes, is that going to be fun anymore? And are you going to still want to use it? Because to me, that sounds painful. Like so, I would hate that. Certainly when you have the reward system, you need to, to, to feel rewarded, you need to put in effort, essentially. I want to talk about the exponential growth just want to add my two cents into it i think that is what we're talking about yeah but i wanted to add about the fact that uh it's it's because it's thought on images not just good images but bad images as well uh it's ability it doesn't have the as far as i know right now it doesn't have the ability to learn fundamentals and well, no obviously not <laughs> no no but like i think that is what would stop because really, every artist is only as good as their fundamentals. And some some people put more more money or like more time into certain fundamentals, so they are better at them than others. Like Craig Mullins is an incredible painter, but may I mean I'm sure his perspective is good, but maybe it's not as good as other artists that you know spend hours and hours and hours of learning perspective. And now they can do perfect perspective, you know, just by painting. Uh, like sketching, you know. But so, are you saying that AI cannot replicate this level of skills? Because it definitely can. Because I agree. I think it definitely can. I think what, but it I, cannot I, grow beyond. It cannot replicate it to a perfect level. And yeah, but even if it can, who cares? The I think what the the thing that you touched on that I think is relevant is that because Craig Mullins maybe did less perspective than Scott Robertson, that's why Craig Mullins is Craig Mullins. Rather than an AI that has, at the end of the day, a fairly perfect fundamental... Un well, it doesn't understand these things, but it can replicate it the fundamentals. It just, yeah, it. Yeah. it just does it. It doesn't matter. But that's why it's boring, because it doesn't have the kinks and the weirdness that makes human art human art. Um, I think some of the most boring art out there at the moment, I've said this before, is the, AI, is, is the art that people produce by just having everything kitbashed and it's a 3D render. Like, that is the most boring stuff because where's the imperfection that comes from your humanity in there? I'm not seeing how you model stuff. I'm not seeing you sculpt anything. I'm not seeing you design anything. You're just putting in a lighting thing. You're becoming a DP in 3D, right? And that's where I'm like, okay, well, also, like, I don't see the point in that art. 
And so I'm not going to see the point of it is, in is, AI. Is, like it doesn't have the originality. It's is, got nothing. Is art just like the correct imperfections that we then start to love? No, not at all. I think art is a relationship between viewer and author. At the end of the day, I and I think the problem with AI art is there is no author. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not in a meaningful sense, anyway. Okay, let's let's imagine because we're talking about how far the AI can go. Yeah. I'm an art director tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, good job on the raise, man. I yeah, cheers, man. <laughs> I'm uh, grumpy and I don't want to use. I want to make art anymore, so I use an AI, and I make my AI. It's not quite there, but tools are advanced enough, so I can type, please, can the head turn a bit right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have an educated eye myself, so I, I think I have. <laughs> so can you hide a, a, a bigger nose to the character? Can you make it blue? Blah, blah, blah. I end up with the opportunity to make good changes, the opportunity mm -hmm. to go fast, and the opportunity to make good final level work that fits the client's need. Um, how would that work? Do you think? Do you think? Okay, I actually, I actually have a response to this because yeah, I had yeah, exactly. That's one. That's the yeah, questions. Yeah. Because what if in five years the AI becomes, I mean, it, it will be good enough, but becomes also uh, clever enough or adaptive enough that we can change what we want on the fly to communicate to it the same way as we would ask yeah, yeah, yeah. changes to an artist. Well, again, I don't think that matters how good it is. Again, I like I because uh, that's totally. Uh, it doesn't jive with my perspective on the world or anything like that, right? So, but I've already established that. But I think here is the real response to that, okay? Because I actually had a very similar conversation with an art director from another studio about this who said something pretty similar. And I think the ultimate response to this is, how long does it last, okay? Stay with me here. This might take a while. But <laughs> if you're that guy, right? So, you know, let's say in like 20 years, we're all going to hopefully be ADs, um, or we'll be drinking in a pub somewhere. Um, <laughs> and we're using these tools because we, again, we have trained eyes, we have the skills, we have like an IMDb page, which, you know, hopefully has racked up a few good titles by then, blah, blah, blah. And we're using this stuff, right? What happens to the next generation of artists? So we replace more and more jobs with AI, okay? Everybody who's currently trained moves on to using AI, okay? And it's, like you said, it gets good enough but it still needs direction as all things do. And we say to ourselves like, well, we're directing it. So it counts as good art, whatever. What happens to the next student who starts to study these things? Well, does a student even bother to learn how to accumulate a good fundamental eye anymore? Do they learn uh, how to do value structure or perspective? Do they learn how to design or do they immediately jump onto AI? At which point you then lose the trained eye. And as and they, as, and as periods, as time period goes on, right, and more and more generations of concept artists come up. So, you know, like right now, I think we're in the industry enough where we're now seeing the next group of students jump up and that's mm -hmm. great and rewarding. But what happens to them? What happens to the, the, the next group and the next group and the next group? You mean, the trained eye gets killed. They just get discouraged. In the yeah, they get and discouraged. You and you can go as far as are they even studying art, Yeah. right? If art is bypassed by AI, is there any point of studying it anymore in the future? So what you're saying is that it, it will slowly get to the... It gets worse death. and worse and worse. You, yeah. you get to the death of craftsmanship and the skill of art, yeah. which will be fully replaced then by yeah. AI. Well, it's a very... And of course, I'm aware that it's a very extreme argument that yeah. I'm making here. It's, it's like the logical extreme of this yeah, scenario, yeah. right? Which, you know, question... You know, it's like the slippery slope fallacy and stuff like that. But... I do think there's some validity in it because I constantly talk to students now who ask me about should they even bother learning art because yeah. of AI. And those students learn less skills because of it and they put less time in because they spend more time being depressed. 
and it affects them. And so now, potentially, what we're dealing with, like especially over COVID, when all this AI stuff really started to blow up, there's probably a good gap of students. Like that, like those three years where we're all like really, really scared of it. There's probably less students who studied art during that period because they were scared of it. And so, how many people are there going to be to replace that jump? You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a gap of artists that we need. Yeah. And in the same way, like, you know, even uh, now, and I, I hate to bring this back, I feel like I'm such a zealot about fucking Kitbash at this point, but, you know, Kitbash has its uses. But we've seen so many students because of the popularization of extreme uses of Kitbash who also now don't have any fundamental skills. And when they join studios, that's what you spend all the time teaching them is, hey, this is how you fucking design. This is how you paint. This is how you sculpt. They don't have the fundamental skills. So you already have a use case right now in the industry of exactly what happens when people start losing skills and stop learning the things that actually matter yeah, about art. And you only, can already see yeah, it. And you can see like that it's more and more difficult to find people who have like original and interesting ideas. And it's something yeah. that really becomes difficult and important to work on um, yeah, as you as you join the industry. And like, just, just like jump on that, like the vast majority of time that I spend, and I, I've, t I've taught a lot of students at this point over the last like few years now, the most common thing is idea generation. Mm -hmm. I spend so much time writing briefs to students, teaching them how to think creatively, how to actually have a creative process rather than just, oh, I'm going to copy this thing. It is the most common issue. And after, not to say like, you know, oh, I'm so great, but a lot of the students I've worked with, once they've actually put in that one project that has some originality behind it, they find work because their technical skills were okay but they just didn't have anything original to bring to the table. And once they do that, they go, oh, well, actually, this studio hired me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can already see exactly what fucking path the, the, the narrative that you sp like spoke about yeah. will lead to, because yeah. it's already here. It's just through a different means of problems. This narrative would mean that all of us also would have kind of given up yeah. and would be fine with using AI, yeah. and that all the lows about AI would have been fully gone through pro-AI, yeah. and that... Uh, consumers will be perfectly happy to be watching uh, Avengers 55 uh, with, uh, with, I, with Iron Man's pink version in there. And you can pause it and say, like, less clothes on Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, re-rendering. <laughs> uh, so, which, which, again, I don't think it's going to happen. But even then, by the way, I personally think that I don't think we can make a good movie. If, if it was just me... In my AI, I mean I'm, you, yeah, yeah, me on. <laughs> if it was, if it was Daniel, holy shit! Video um, no, of data yeah. of Reddit knowledge. No, but you know, like, like even if if uh, I develop my, I I become much much more better than I am in the, in the future, and I I'm able to create everything very nicely by myself using AI. Then I would like the discussions. I would like someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's because you're, like, you're you know, not an egotistical maniac. You're a person who is not delusional and self-aggrandizing. And, you know, you're somebody who understands that you're a person and you have strengths and weaknesses and there are things that other people are better at than you. And, like, that is what a great creative should have. Don't say it. I can see Jules is about to say something sarcastic. Don't say it. I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's very yeah, sarcastic. It's, shall we start to wrap up? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long one, guys. Wow. Yeah. This is Almost like it's been long awaited. There's so much to talk about in this. Yeah. I mean, look, in, in the end of all of this, I just want to say, like, AI is horrifyingly new. And um, anybody who's sitting out there and telling you that they know exactly how to predict the future is uh, full of shit. We, most researchers at this point, the big next step in AI um, kind of evolution, if you look it up, is removing black box.
which is where essentially they don't understand right now how AI actually even come to the conclusions they come to. And so the main kind of research they're doing is into making that a less opaque process where they can actually understand why, for example, AIs often like hallucinate things or why they make certain artistic decisions, yeah. right? And that's a long way away. And that will probably be the next big evolution we see in terms of actually understanding how these things work. Um, I think, you know, no matter how good this technology gets, no matter what it does, it's important that as a community, we stick together. Uh, we keep supporting each other. We encourage each other to make art. Don't give in to the doomerism that some people do. Uh, don't give in to using this stuff. Remind yourself every day, especially if you're in the industry. I think this really goes out to people in the industry. Mm. Don't fucking give in. You do have some power in this situation and use that power to try and push things in a positive direction. Mm. If you're in a big studio, it really does matter what you do because you set the direction for the rest of the industry. I'm very happy to say that all the studios I've worked at, which have been some fairly large studios, have all made some stances and some attempts to limit the use of this tech. Um, obviously, I'm not a spokesperson for anybody, um, and I'm not saying that will always stay the case, mm -hmm. but I'm happy to have worked at places which haven't just jumped on this bandwagon for the sake of it. Yeah, I can I can totally agree with that. And I also would kind of, it might be, might be uh, very stupid for me to say that, or how do you say, um, not childish. Um, naive? Naive, but it's, it's a creative industry where a lot of passion people work including your bosses, or a lot of the time the clients also are passionate. Yeah. So I kind of trust humanity on this one. Uh, I've liked the way it's been going the past two years. I think it's, going, it's been going in a nicer way I would have expected in the, in, the future, in the past. And yeah, I think it's a creative industry, collaborative industry that relies on people's passion and people's dedication. And I don't think it could run really efficiently without that. And Therefore, I think it's just going to continue going the way it's been going. Um, and um, might be some changes. Might, some changes might be not as fun as we'd hoped for. But I think in average, we'll still need collaboration and human touch to create something unique and something valuable. Yeah. You got anything you want to close on stuff? I wanted to say also, like, every artist who is in the in the industry, they, you can definitely make a difference if you just try to push back against it or... Uh, you would be surprised. You can you can persuade a lot of people uh, on your side if you just talk to enough to them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you're a student, don't do AI. I have never seen someone getting hired by showing any AI work. Yeah. So and don't lie about using it. Either. Yes, like it's, just it's, we know. Yeah, <laughs> like and and also just by like as if it if in case it wasn't obvious, AI is extremely badly seen by everyone in the industry. Uh, even people who kind of use it because they're on sm smaller projects or because they don't have money, they kind of, as Daniel said, they kind of feel ashamed by it. So at the moment, I see anything but negative stuff around AI. No one is very stoked about it or no one is happy to be using it. And uh, no one is happy to see it anyway. So just don't do AI because that's going to, you know, yeah. if you really don't yeah, want do to work in the industry, do AI. That's great. <laughs> you're going to be in your room doing fun stuff if it brings you joy. But if you want to work in the industry, learn the skill because that's how people get hired yeah, yeah, yeah. so far. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll be. And if you if you want to win the concept one on one competition that we do each year, don't use AI. Which yes. goes out to the guy who used AI yes. in his entry and we fucking saw it. Yeah. Get good, bozo. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's kind of the end of today's episode. I think just to underscore everything we said, you know, let's try our best to preserve a job that we all love, mm -hmm. even if some days we hate it. 
um, you know, it's still an amazing job to have fundamentally compared to like everything else that most human beings do. This is such a good industry to work in. And I think we all want to keep it going for future generations and to make people happy. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, or if you have any thoughts about what we've spoken about, please leave a comment down below, subscribe and follow us on Spotify or wherever you have uh, listened to this. And yeah, we release episodes every two weeks and we hope we we'll see you for the next one. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. See you.